We made a profession of faith. Where are we today? Well, turn with me, if you would, to uh, to um, the Luke the ninth chapter, if you would. Let's all stand as we honor God's word by standing. Now, I'm not going to be able to preach all this message this morning, so I'll stop at probably about quarter till, ten till, and, and let you go and pick it up this afternoon, which I hate. I don't like doing that. Y'all listen to me back here. All you young people listen to me now. I don't like doing that because some of you take off and you don't come back. But, um, but you, you know, when we get out of church, we get out of church around 2.30, 3 o'clock, you've got plenty of time to do whatever you're going to do. You know, whatever you plan on doing, you've got plenty of time to do it after that. So I urge you to come back because I think this message is very important today for Landmark Baptist Church. All right, let's all stand and honor God's word. And I'm going to begin reading in verse 9, or Luke 9, Luke the ninth chapter. And I'm going to begin reading in the 37th verse. Luke 9, verse 37. And it came to pass that on the next day, when they were come down from the hill, that is, I, I, I preached on this some time back on one of my um, uh, sermons I preached on uh, helplessness, um, the hill they're referring to there is 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 when they uh, when they uh, the when they they met they they learned what heaven looked like hill of transfiguration he says and behold a man of the company cried out saying master I beseech thee look up on my son for he is mine only child and lo a spirit taketh him a spirit. Don't say what spirit. Lo, a spirit taketh him, and he suddenly cried out, and it teareth him that he foamed again, and bruising him hardly departed from him. And I besought thy disciples to cast him out, and they could not. And Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you and suffer you? Bring thy son hither. And as he was yet a coming, the devil threw him down and tear him, and Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit and healed the child and delivered him again to his father. And, and they were all amazed at the mighty power of God. But while they wondered every one of, at all things which Jesus did, he said unto his disciples, let these sayings sink down into your hearts, your ears, I'm sorry. For the Son of Man shall be delivered into the hands of men. In other words, don't fret about this child being uh, attacked by Satan. He said, there's a day coming when I'm going to be attacked and I'm going to be delivered uh, in the hands of men. But they understood not. This is, this is the problem we have today. But they understood not this saying, and it was hid from them that they perceived it not, and they feared to ask him of that saying. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you again for this day. Thank you, Lord, for the blessings of it. Thank you, Lord, for the time we have together. And, Lord, we just pray in all things that you'll help us to deliver us, Lord, out of those that have found themselves in the clutches of, of Satan, Lord, who is still around. Lord, I pray that you'll deliver them out of them. That we, if we can help them, Lord, I pray that they'll come to us and 
and, and ask for the help they need. Now, Lord, take care of us, for it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you. you may be seated. I, 16 years ago, 16 years ago, think about where you were 16 years ago. 16 years ago, I preached a message akin to today's message, what I'm going to be preaching today. 16 years ago, I preached on, is Satan dead? And, and, and that's, uh, uh, because that was, that was the thing of the day. God is dead. Satan is dead. All spiritual things are dead. And there's nothing. 16 years ago. Think back now when that was. That was in 2003 when I preached that message. Now today I'm going to preach on, if we come further on, 16 years later, we come further on, my, my title of this message is, Has Satan Disappeared? Has he all of a sudden just disappeared? Has he left? You know, has he just disappeared? And um, we won't talk about that today. We won't talk about that today. The new, this new age society in which we live has a philosophy that leads people to believe that Satan is no longer around and is leading men to believe that bad is good and good is bad. You know, what's wrong with, what's wrong with talking about good? There's nothing wrong with talking about good. The problem is they're talking about bad things as being good things. It's, it's, it's good, you know. It's good that you, uh, uh, that you get out and run around in society. That's good for you. It's good that you take time off and go and, 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 and enjoy yourself and, and party and, and such and such as that. It, that's good for you. That's what this society tells you. That's good for you. And, 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 and quote unquote Christians are doing it. They're, they're taking that, they're taking what society is telling us is good today, and, and they're, they're, they're going and doing it, and, and they're even uh, enabling their children to do the same thing, what, what society said is good for them, but yet they don't know where it comes from. That's just like when Jesus talked about someday he's going to be delivered in the hands of men. What did he say about his disciples? They understood not what he was talking about. They didn't know what he meant. And I, I'm afraid today there's a lot of people who does not know what it means to be, to have Satan to have control of their lives and Satan to have control of them. They, they really don't know what that means. This, these new age people say, why worry about evil for evil's all right? Why worry about evil? Evil's all right. That we better be worried about what was once called good, such as the Bible, which teaches against New Age ideals and lifestyles. That's what we ought to be scared, afraid of today. Don't be afraid of Satan. Be afraid of the Bible. The Bible is what is what's turning you, uh, turning you into what what is turning you into. Let me tell you, folks, it's not the Bible. The Bible's not doing it. I, I, it, I, I can't help it. The Bible is not doing it. This philosophy was prophesied by Isaiah long before it appeared to us. In Isaiah 5 and verse 20, Isaiah says over there, in, in Isaiah 5 and verse 20, he says there, he says, um, he says, Woe unto them, 
Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil and put darkness for light and light for darkness and put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe unto them that would do that. Woe unto them that would lead you, you or me or anybody else to think that this is good for, that, that some things this world is doing is good for us. You know, that's, uh, you know, it would, uh, it would be good, and some say it would be good if we could just get rid of the Bible. It, it, it would be, it would be good if we just get rid of religious things. That would be good for us. It would help us out in this world. It would help us, you know, and, and, and you know it as, I, as well as I know it. You know, that, um, you know, that when you, you have a job, they don't want you talking about the Bible. They don't want you, and I know when I was coming, when I was in working for IBM, they didn't want me talking about my customers about the Bible because that wasn't good for my customers. What was good for my customers is sit there and lie to them about something that, that they, uh, uh, that they they had come come up with that you should tell your customers you you don't you don't tell them according to the Bible you lie to them and 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 and, and that's something I would not do I wouldn't lie to a customer I wouldn't tell a customer an untruth just because I wanted to keep them I, I wouldn't do that but that's what they wanted you to do because they thought that was good for you good for you to do that you know so where are we today we're in the same place today it's good for me. If I do this, it's good for me if I do that. It's good for me. I don't care what the Bible says. I don't care what the religions teaches, but it's good for me if I do this or that. You know, it, it, it's good for me. Well, you can see where that has taken us. Sixteen years later, where has that taken us? That has taken us to, uh, to a level that about anything we do anymore is considered good for us. You know, we're not going to do anything that's not good for us. We're not, we're not going, we're not going to turn and we're not going to do anything that's not good for us. We're going to do everything that's good for us. And, and certainly, um, you know, that's just like a doctor handing you medicine saying this is good for you and then you die from it. Now that's, um, you, you see, but we, we believe it. I, I had someone tell me many years ago, well, I mentioned something about something, and they said, well, I'd rather listen to my doctor than to listen to you. That's what he told me. And that's true. That's the way we are today. We'd rather listen to the high-ups and, and those that have, those that have, that have educated themselves in, in a, in, in a, uh, uh, in a, in a, a, a fleshly way. And we would rather look at them as being greater uh, uh, knowing what to do rather than someone like myself who's just a stupid old preacher. I was called more than a stupid old preacher here a while back. But let me tell you folks, this is, uh, this is where we are today. There are six woes that are heralded against Israel which fit our society today without a doubt. Lawyers defend evil men on these same premises. They, de- they defend many of the bad men. I- I'm sorry, many of a bad man has been let go upon society because this new age philosophy has been applied. 
You know, it's good for them. Why, why don't they? We see it on television all the time. They let them go, they go out and kill somebody. Let them go again, they go out and kill somebody. Let them go again, they go out and kill somebody. We see it all the time in society. I see it all the time. They got seven people right now that has been involved in a rape thing. Seven people. I can't remember where it was now, but they, they show pictures of them on television. Seven of them that had been uh, presently brought up because of the same thing. But they go out and they rape again. They go out and they, they, they find your little girls and, and, they, and they sell them. They go out and they do these things. But that's good for them. They got off of the first one, but that's good for them. They, they got, they, they'll get, they're going to get off of this one too. That'll be good for them too. That'll be good for them. Don't matter if they rape one of your little girls. That'll be good for them. And, and, and so they got out of it. Just like that guy that killed that girl out there in San Francisco. He done, he done got completely cleared of it. Cleared of it. Cause he said he found a gun and it went off, accidentally went off. Yeah, and, you know, and that's just, uh, that's, they said there's no truth to that. But it was good for him. Because he, he got completely off of it. It's, you got a daddy and a, and a brother and a mama, you know, that are still, are still uh, uh, crying and, and, and wailing and going on about their dead daughter because of him. He got off of it. Now, where, where are we today? This is where we are today. There, there was a time when society recognized evil and dealt with it accordingly. I know. Brother Sam and I are old enough to know that there was a time when they dealt with it accordingly. You know, they dealt with evil. And, 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 and those things. You know, where I come from, you know, you, you, you would get a stigma about you that people wouldn't have nothing to do with you. They wouldn't have nothing to do with it. people up in the mountains. When you, you had to be careful. You had to move out of the mountains because somebody's going to kill you. That's the way it was. Where I come from, where I grew up at, you know, you left your smokehouse open. You did, you didn't worry about locking it up. You left your doors and your windows up. You left your doors unlocked. You didn't have to worry about anybody coming in on you. Because people, they dealt with evil in those days. But you can't do that anymore. They're, they're wanting, they're wanting to take, they're wanting to take every weapon we have against evil in this world so that we can't deal with it. Well, that's good. That's good for society. It's not good for society. It's bad for society, but we just don't see that. This is where we are today in this. You know, there was a time, I'm, I got that. This is evident at, in what happened September 11, 2001. You know, you got people that can come over here. They can, they can take advantage of everything they had. They, they, they got free pilot license. I mean, it didn't cost them nothing because somebody paid it for them. These, 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 these men got free pilot license and they slammed, uh, uh, the pilot into two or three things. The, the, uh, uh, the, the, the military place up there and, and the, and the twin towers. They ran these things right into there and they, they, they didn't, it didn't cost them nothing. And it still happened. Did you know that happened in, in September 11, 2001 in the, in the main man? Did y'all see on television the other day? 
where he's finally going to be taken to trial? 18 years later, <coughs> he's finally going to be taken to trial. So where are we today? Well, that's good for him. He'll probably get off. He'll probably get off scot-free. He probably, he probably will never have to, uh, never have to avenge the death of those people, some 3,000 people that were killed during that escapade. So that's good for him, though. That's good for him. I got off, you know, I got off. That's good for him. I, I got, I got, I didn't have to, I didn't have to pay anything. They say that's good for you today. There, there are those on this side who blame us for the good that we have done in the world is the reason they did that. They blame us for the good. We had a president, and I don't care if, if people out there know it, we had a president that went over to, in other countries and apologized for our badness. That we're, we're the reason that the world is in the shape it's in is because of our badness. And he went over and apologized, bowed down, bowed down to them and apologized to them for the things we've done. And let me tell you, folks, if you elect another one, this next in 2020, if the United States elects another one, then they're going to be the same way. They're going to apologize for everything that Donald Trump has done. That it's been bad for, it's been, it's been bad for us. But when it's really been good for us. It's really been good. It's been good for you. I've never, I, in the last 25 years, I've never gotten a dime back from IRS. I got back almost, almost $3,000 this year. So you think it didn't help me? Sure it helped me. But they're going, they're going, they're going to say it's bad for you. It's bad for you for, for, for you to, to, for them to do these things. Bad for you for this. It's, uh, in the eyes of, uh, of this new age, uh, I'm sorry, let me, let me get this whole thing, this whole sentence here. Let me get to see where it starts at. <clears throat> so there are those on this side who blame us for the good that we have done in the world that these people hate us because we have been a successful society doing that which was right, which in the eyes of those new age philosophers was wrong. Then on the other hand, uh, had their, there are those on the other side who are saying that God told them to do it. There's people out there doing bad things saying God told them to do it. God told them to, and I'm going to bring out something here just now in just a minute that you're going to, you're going to, you, you, I know you've seen it. Um, Satan, well, I will let you know now. I know what to believe and know who is behind it all. Satan is. He's behind this whole transition of this United States. He's behind every bit of it. And we're falling for it. We're falling for it. We're falling for it hook, line, and sinker. We're falling for it. Did you know that uh, it, it's so scary now? I was talking to uh, George Powell the other day, and George looked at me and he said, what's it going to be like if one of those people get in there? He said, what's it going to be like? 
You know, it, it's, it's almost scary today what it's going to be like. The Word of God teaches me this. To answer the question from the title of this message, no, Satan is still evident, and he's having a heyday. He's having a heyday today. He's guiding, he's guiding quote-unquote Christian people. He's guiding Christian young, quote-unquote Christian young people. He's guiding them, he's leading them. He's leading them all the way, making them think that what they're doing is good for them. Because maybe a parent or a grandparent or somebody told them it would be good for them. You know, you gotta be careful about those things. You gotta be careful. You gotta be careful who you're listening to, who you're on the phone with and all that. Because some of them will tell you those things don't hurt you. They're good for you. You gotta be careful of those things. You really do. Because I know for a fact that there's preachers out there today will tell you that some of these things are good for you. They'll tell you some of these things are good for you. I had a preacher tell somebody right here at church several years ago, you know what's wrong with Brother Jackson? He's too hard on people. Right standing right over there. He told he told one of our church members standing right over I heard him. He said, You know Brother Jackson's too hard on people. Well, the thing about it is, folks, if we don't start getting hard on things, we're we're gonna lose we're gonna lose a whole generation if we haven't already lost a generation. We're gonna lose a whole generation. We're gonna we're gonna lose a whole generation of youth, Brandon. We're gonna lose them if we don't if we don't get on the ball and realize what's going on. He's using anything possible to disrupt everything the Bible uh, and and true religion teaches. How many of you have ever seen the satanic church in Cincinnati, Ohio? We went by it when we went to Michigan. We went by it. I pointed out to Sam and Karen them uh, when we when we went through Cincinnati. I said right over on that hill, that's a satanic church. A big, it looks like a big monstrosity sitting up there. And you know what they do in that in that satanic church? They take they use the Bible. Yeah, they use they use the Bible. I'm using. They use the Bible I'm using, but they go into it, and everything the Bible says is wrong, they do it. Everything the Bible says is right, they don't do it. They do in their service. Did you know they have open sex in their services? Because the Bible says it's wrong to, to, to commit adultery. They have it in their services. You think Satan, you think Satan is not after this generation? He's after this generation. If we're to understand Satan's presence, we must see that his doings are evident. What he's doing is, is very evident today. From our text, we learn that when this child came to Christ to be healed, that Satan threw him down and tear him. We know that. We read that, what Satan did to him. Listen to this, folks. Satan is out to hinder every one of you from coming to the truth about the age in which we live, he he he's working today. He he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna get on this preacher right here today. I know he is. He always does. There there gonna be something's gonna happen today. I, I promise you, something's gonna happen today that some of you are not gonna understand. Some of you are not gonna understand why it happened, why it did that way. You folks know. Some of you should remember. You've been around me long enough. You should remember one time I started to study 
on uh, demons. I had to stop. So many things started happening around the church. So many things started happening. So many people got in an uproar and this and that for no reason at all. I had to quit on it because of that. So he's going to do something today. I'm telling you, I just hope you're not the recipient of it. He's going, he's going to do something today. <clears throat> as long as he can promote theories and philosophies which explain away the evil, he has done his duty. As long as he can do that, he's done his duty. He wants all of the human race to see there are no evils in the world and certainly that they are not imposed upon us as a society. He, he's going to see to that. He's going to see that. He's going to see that all those things are there. Now, let me tell you a story of a mayor of a city in Ohio. And I'm going to say his name. I'm not going to say what he is, but I'm going to say his name, Buttigieg. This, this morning, or yesterday, they, they ran it again this morning. He, 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 first of all, he stated, I am a devout Christian, quote unquote. That's the way I quote unquote. I'm a devout Christian. And he said, I love the Lord. And I follow the Lord. But then he turned right around and said, the Bible teaches abortion. And he went on, he went on to explain it. How the Bible teaches abortion. He said, you know that when the breath is, it comes to a child, then that's when that child is a real child. In other words, he's saying that, and he used the text of scripture in the book of Genesis. When he talked, when, when God was talking about breathing breath into the nostrils. Well, that wasn't a child's breath that came upon him. It was God's breath. That's God's breath. That's talking about God's breath. That's not talking about when a child breathes. That's talking about when God, when does God put a breath? He does it in the womb. That child is breathing in the womb. Just as sure as you're there, he's breathing in the womb. But he is saying that when a child is born and the doctor spanks it on the rear end and it starts breathing, that's when it's a real person. Well, let me say this. Let me say this. What about, you ever seen anybody on life support? I know most of all of you are. Because Sister Deborah was on it for a long time. On life support, they weren't breathing on their own. You know, were they considered not a human? Were they considered not a human when they wasn't breathing on their own? What he is saying is that until a child starts breathing on its own, then it's not, it's not, a, it's not a human. Then it could be killed. What about it? Think about that just for a moment. Sister Deborah was on a life support for a long time. Which all the time she was on life support, she wasn't a human. No more. No, I don't, I think not. I think not. You, you can't use that philosophy to, to, uh, justify abortions. And, and, and he, and, and he's just a, he's just a, oh boy, I better hush. I'm gonna tell you what he is in a minute. 
but I'm not going to. He's just uh, don't know any better. Don't know what he's saying or what he's talking about. He wants us to see, all of them, Satan, that is Satan, not the mayor. Satan wants us to see that drunks are sick and not sinning. He wants us to see that lasciviousness and uncleanness and filthiness are good for us rather than bad. That removing the word of God from society will be for the betterment of society rather than evil. That disrupting traditional lifestyles are natural and not sinful. Satan wants us to follow the New Age philosophy for it is his last Hoorah. Oh boy, I'm telling you folks, things I'm saying right here right now are taught in the universities today. These things are taught in universities today. They were taught at the University of Kentucky when I went there. These very things I'm saying today, they're taught today. Your children are learning them. You send them away, they're learning them. They're learning these things. If they don't learn them from the school, they learn them from the friends and such. New Age philosophy, for it is this is Satan's last hoorah, and he wants to go to hell in style. He prevents the truth of God. He perver- I'm sorry. He perverts the truth of God to make it look as though it is wrong. He uses every medium available him to discredit the truth. He fills the hearts of people with horrible falsehoods that eventually scares them to death about true religion. I've been, I've been called the most fearful man in Toombs County. I've been called it. Why? Because of the, what I preach and what I teach. One of the most fearful men in Toombs County. Stay away from over there! Because that's a fearful man that would teach you these things. That would, that would teach against these things. And, and you even hear church members talking about, well, Brother Paul shouldn't say this. He shouldn't teach against those things. They're wrong. They're wrong. I'm going to teach against them. I don't care. Run me off. Ask me to leave. I'll go. I'm going to preach about them. I'm going to teach them. I'm going to teach them. Just as sure as you're sitting there and I'm standing here, I'm going to teach them. I'm going to teach them these things are wrong. You might think less of me, but so what? How much more less can you think of me? All right, I'm going to stop right there and let you go eat. Be back at 1 o'clock. We'll pick it up where we left off.